Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Lauren Jacobs, also known as the Cheerful Baker and owner of the Cheerful Box. I've known Lauren for years, ever since we met when our kids were in elementary and went to the same small classical school, where we even eventually worked together. I'm honored to have my friend here on this episode to share with you her story and the importance of celebrating life's big moments. Thank you so much for being here, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Wow. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background? So my background is very varied. (laughs) Where do you want me to start? Let's go back about six years. About six years ago, I started learning the art of decorating cookies. I was working at that little school that you talked about, and I was actually teaching art. My son has pretty severe dyslexia, so I wanted to be where he was, and that's what led me to the school. And I needed an outlet because whenever you have a child who struggles, especially with a learning difficulty, it can be overwhelming for the parent and, of course, the child. So I needed a creative outlet, and I found that decorating cookies for me was a great stress relief. (laughs) So I did it a lot. But I started, I, I really saw a friend of mine post some beautiful pictures on Instagram. And so I reached out because I'd always wanted to learn to decorate cookies and I had tried, but it wasn't, it, it was not easy. It was not easy. Like I thought that it would be because I have a very um, extensive background in art. I minored in art in college. I used to teach painting classes. So I thought, oh, cookies will be easy. But that was not the case. <laughs> so I saw her beautiful cookies and I called her and I said, how did you learn how to do this? And so she told me about an online class. She said, Lauren, you ought to do it because you're already, you know, you're already painting. It's just like painting, but you can eat the paint. And I thought, well, that sounds good to me. So I researched and I found some online classes and I took the classes and then I took more classes and I was hooked. And so that's what started my journey in the world of cookie decorating. That is so fun. I did not realize Honestly, I did not realize that, but that's what first got you interested in cookies. Yes. I just, I just thought it was a natural progression, but that's so interesting. (laughs) I can't believe I I didn't know that. Yes. And so once I started, I never stopped and it got to be, it was a little bit hard to work and run a business out of my home. Okay. So I decided that I loved decorating cookies. I mean, loved it. 
I love being a part of people's most special moments, you know, weddings and baby showers and bridal showers. So I took the leap of faith and I decided I'm just going to go full force into decorating cookies and see what happens. So I quit my little job and and I created this very pitiful little marketing campaign, which consisted of calling my friends saying, do you want to buy cookies? (laughs) 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 And they did. And it's so funny, Christy, because I look back at those cookies that I thought, you know, I thought they were pretty decent at first after I took all these classes, but oh, they're so pitiful. So I have some really good friends because they were very supportive. (laughs) Oh, I'm so grateful that so grateful that they were because I never saw any of those pitiful examples at all. (laughs) I have pictures. I have pictures I can show you. You have proof. (laughs) Yes. Now, how did you come up with the name Cheerful Baker? So when I first started, I was Lauren's Custom Cookies. And I was Lauren's Custom Cookies for about maybe four years. And my brother's a minister. And so I have always had a very strong faith. And during COVID, we weren't going to church. So I was listening to his sermons online. And he preached this one fabulous sermon And it was all about how when we go through difficult situations like COVID, how can we gain something positive from that? And how can we change our life for the positive because of those times? And so I started thinking about it and I realized that for me, I am very cheerful because of my faith. And there's a Bible verse that says, a joyful heart makes a cheerful face. And that's why I'm happy because I have joy because of Christ. And so I thought, okay, how I'm going to change my life is I'm going to change my name. And that's going to give me the opening to talk to people about faith. Because for me, that has always been a hard thing to do. (laughs) Even though it's important to me, I just, I never knew how to start the conversations. So that's when I changed my name. And I could not believe it, Christy, that there was not a cheerful baker. I had the idea and I thought, oh, there's, there's, there has got to be a cheerful baker. And there wasn't. So I feel like it was kind of meant to be. And I'm very happy. So I think it it fits me. <laughs> oh, it definitely fits you. Absolutely. Couldn't have thought of a better name. And I just love that, <laughs> that you have, um, your name is actually an open door to what yes. you wanted to communicate. That's right. That's right. Well, we are here at Christmas time and it's almost here. What was your Christmas like growing up? Is there anything in particular that kind of really brings back memories for you? You know, it's interesting that I'm now in the food industry because when I think of Christmas, I think of food. <laughs> I baked with my mom growing up all the time. I mean, we would make, and it wasn't anything real elaborate, but it was always special because we were doing it together. You know, I remember my brother, actually, this is funny, got an easy bake oven for Christmas when he was little. My brother, not me. (laughs) I wanted one so badly. I know. I think he was probably six when he asked for that. Because, you know, our mom cooked with us and baked with us all the time. So... I got to use the Easy Bake Oven. I still remember that like it was yesterday, and that was 50 years ago. But for Christmas, I always remember we would make 
the same treats every year. Like my grandparents love fudge. So my mom would make fudge and we would always make brownies because we loved brownies. And, um, we used to, this is something that I miss. Not many people do this anymore, but with our church, we would go caroling. And that was such a special time. We would go actually go around the neighborhoods <laughs> door to door. We would go to the retirement homes. So food and music for me have always been what Christmas really signifies the special aspect of the Christmas season. Yes, I I definitely miss in today's world. I feel like the music component is not as strong as it used to be. And that might just be, maybe I'm not making it a strong component, <laughs> but like, right, I, right. I remember we always did for church. We always did me, either musicals or at least a Christmas concert or something. And, um, and I mean, our church still has one, um, but it's, it's just, I feel like it's a little different. I, I miss like, like the whole church, you know, like taking part, yes. that type right. of thing. Yes. Were you ever an angel when you were little in a Christmas pageant? <laughs> you know what? I wasn't. I was not. <gasps> Is that right? Because I think, because you and I are about the same age. When we were young, there we had old fashioned church Christmas. Christmas pageants. I was an angel for years in that pageant. I'm, that was a good memory. I'm thinking back now. I think we might have been now that I think about it. Um, yeah. I kind of have a, a picture. It's so funny. So, of, of um, a group of us being like off to the side and we might have uh-huh. supposed to have been angels now that I think about it. Right. That's exactly. I grew up in a small, um, at that age, a small little church and um right and that's bringing back memories <laughs> yes all we need christy is the music playing in the background some christmas music and you would instantly remember because music <laughs> does that for you doesn't it it, it does it absolutely does okay so what about now do you have any new christmas traditions that you do with your family We have one Christmas tradition that we have done for years. We always decorate a gingerbread house. My kids have decorated gingerbread houses since they were little. (laughs) Some years I make the gingerbread houses. Some years if I'm busy, we buy the gingerbread houses. But we've done that as long as I can remember. And it's really fun because I always let the kids invite their friends So I remember last year's gingerbread house decorating party. My youngest son was 16 and three of his friends came over and you should see, I mean, all they did, you know, when they were really little, they would try to decorate the houses to where they looked cute, like houses. Last year, they dumped the icing all over them. They dumped the bag of sprinkles. They had icing on their faces and their hair. But I have the best pictures. They were laughing and having the best time. I think we threw the houses away immediately after because they were just demolished. But those create the best memories. So we do that every year. And then the other thing we do is my husband started making peanut butter balls with his parents when he was a a little tiny boy. And we've done that every year since he was probably five. 
and he's 54. So that's a long time too. So those are two great memories, special things that we do. They are. Now, this Christmas was extra exciting for you. Do you want to share the details with us? (laughs) So I was on the Food Network Christmas Cookie Challenge, which was still, I mean, when I say that out loud, I think, did I really do that? (laughs) But yes, yes, I competed. I competed against four other contestants. And the show is currently airing right now. You can watch it every week. It's at a different time slot on the Food Network, but you can stream it on Discovery Live all the time. I heard you can even download it from YouTube, but I haven't checked that out yet. So that was without a doubt a huge, huge highlight. Yes, I watched it last night again, actually, while I was wrapping. You presents. did? Yes. <laughs> At least I I got through the first half because um, I had to stop wrapping presents. So I stopped it. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've watched it maybe four times because the interesting thing is when you are there and you're under this time crunch, you don't have time to pay attention to what's going on around you um, because you're so focused on trying to finish what you're trying to do. So the it, it has been so much fun to watch the other contestants and see things that happened with them. And I think, how did I not know that? I mean, we were in the same room, but but you're just so busy. So I've I, every time I watch it, I hear something or see something that I didn't see the episode before. I bet. I bet last I definitely did last night. I was like, oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> like, right. But it was great. I mean. I have always, like I said, I love to bake. I love to cook. So I've always watched the Food Network forever. So to be actually be on it it was very, very special. Yes, I I know. I I swear, I think I was more excited than you were when when you told me. (laughs) Because I've watched, you know, Food Network. I don't remember, you know, I I know there was a time I didn't watch it before it was on, but but yeah, I don't remember either. I've always watched it and I've always watched the pioneer woman Yes, because, you know, I come from a very close family. I have a wonderful mother and father and my mom loves to cook. You know, she cooked, we, we sat down Christy every day of my life for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the dinner table, even for breakfast. Isn't that crazy? But we did. And so Reed Drummond is that type of person. She's very family oriented. Her cooking is sort of Southern. So I always, I really enjoy her show. And she was one of the judges. So I was able to meet her in person. And that was pretty cool. That is so cool. Okay. So what did you do to celebrate this big momentous occasion? Well, I had a party because I'm all about the party. So I had a big watch party, which was so much fun. And we had, I mean, my husband said, well, everybody, all my friends kept saying, are you going to have a watch party? Are you going to have a watch party? And so, of course, I wanted to, because I think parties help you to commemorate special events in your life. 
and I love to throw a party. And so I thought, okay, do I want to try and have a watch party at a restaurant or a bar or at home? And then I realized having a party at home for me is what I wanted to do because I just think you have more of that intimate feel. And so that's what we did. Yes, it was so much fun. And I can't Thanks. imagine it any place other than your home, too. Thank you. Now, when you first told me that you're going to have a watch party, we were driving to, I don't know if you remember, but we were driving to Atlanta for Lydia Menzies Supper Club holiday soiree. Yes. So uh-huh. we had a, a long time to talk about your plans. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We had some big plans, Christy. Yes. And we did most all of them. So there you go. <sighs> yes, you did. You did an amazing job. And I don't know if you remember, but I asked you what I always ask when starting to plan a party and just trying to get started. I asked you, why? Why do you want to have a watch party? And I just always ask that because it's, I think it's important to, I think it makes it easier for one thing. But if you really get down to the why of what you're doing, it just makes your choices easier. Just like you said, I want, I decided I have it at home because of, right, you know, so what was your why for having the watch party? You know, it's so interesting, Christy, because I remember that conversation and I hadn't really thought about that, but I have thought about it since. And I thought about it as I was planning the party. The reason I wanted to have it, honestly, and this makes me want to cry. I wanted to thank all the people that I love that have supported me over the years because I did not get here alone. You know, I did not end up on the Food Network because of what I had done. I ended up on the Food Network because of all the support of my friends and my family who told me I could do it, who bought cookies from me, who tried recipes, who were encouraging And I just wanted a way to say thank you. And so I thought I'm going to get the people that mean the most to me in my life and gather them in my home and hopefully create something that they will always remember. Well, they will always remember it. It was so special and it was so fun. I know that it impacted a lot of people for sure. Good, good. Well, you were super helpful. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to tell everybody this. So Christy called me a couple weeks before the party and she said, can I help you with anything? And I'm like, no, I can do it. I can do it because, you know, sometimes it's hard to ask for help because I don't want to inconvenience people. And I thought she's coming to the party. I just want her to come. I just wanted you to come to the party and enjoy yourself. But then as it started getting closer, I started realizing you know, I maybe could use a little bit of help. And I had listened to one of your podcasts and I don't recall the name of the guest, but she was talking about appetizers. And one thing that I thought was, I had never heard it stated like this, but it's so true. Either you or her, I think it was her said, if someone asks you to help and you need the help, You're giving them a gift by allowing them to help you. You're allowing them to participate in this special moment. And I had never thought about it like that. 
But that is so true. So I called you and said, I need help. And you delivered. I mean, that that um, Christmas charcuterie, when you said, I'll bring a Christmas charcuterie, I thought, okay, I know it's going to be fabulous if Christy's doing it. But it was fabulous. I mean, it was a Christmas tree made out of cheese. Is there anything better than a Christmas tree made out of cheese? <laughs> With all the crackers and the things around it. I mean, it was fabulous and it was extremely helpful because I always, I go through life very fast. So when I think about how long it's going to take to do something, in my mind, it's going to take 10 minutes when in reality, it's going to take four hours. And that's sort of what happened the day of the party. Sure. So I was very thankful. Very thankful when you walk through the door. (laughs) You are so welcome. It was so fun because I have never made that. Actually, it was, I got the inspiration for the tree part in the middle of the reef wreath from the Food Network. Um, Is that right? Yes. I had never seen it before. And so I kind of changed up the recipe, but I definitely imitated their tree. It was, it was fabulous. I mean, it was fabulous. And I love charcuterie because people gather around it. They do. And it brings them together to have something to talk about. That's right. Yes, that's right. So how do you think that this party impacted your kids or your neighbors or the people that were there? Have you thought about that at all? I think my kids were, I mean, they were, they were proud of me to begin with, but I think seeing their mom on TV and all these people filling our home to watch that, they were really proud. <laughs> I think it made it something that they'll never forget. Um, I'm hoping the same thing happened with my friends that came over. Um, the hard thing about having the party is I, I wish that I had a bigger home and I could have invited everybody. That was the tricky thing, you know, knowing that I could, there was a certain number of people that I could invite because otherwise no one would have fit, (laughs) you know, not everybody would have fit, but I tried to do some special things to make it a little bit more interactive. So one thing that I did is, I created, I recreated the the cookies that I made on the show, the flavors. So for the Food Network, I had to come up with my own recipes. And the first one was a lemon cheesecake pecan cookie. So I made those. And before the episode started, I gave everybody one of those cookies. And I said, you know, this is This is what the judges are going to taste. If you all want to wait and taste it with the judges, or you can taste it now. And then if I make it to the second round, we're going to have additional cookie flavors. And and so that was a lot of fun. And then we we paused the show. And when I made it to the second round, everybody got two additional cookies, which were the flavors that I made for the second round, plus the secret ingredient, which was birch beer. So I think, I mean, my hope was that that interactive part would make it more fun to watch the show. So that's one thing that we did. Um, Another thing, which I thought was so much fun. I have a friend who has an edible printer. 
So she printed the Food Network logo on marshmallows and we had a hot chocolate bar set up. And so you could serve yourself hot chocolate. I made it in the crock pot. And so it was serve yourself. And then you could put the Food Network marshmallow on top of your hot chocolate. I thought that was super fun. It was adorable. (laughs) I've never seen, I've seen um, food printers where you could like put it, something on top of a drink, like where it's on top of like a martini thing, which was cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that. But I've never seen it print on a marshmallow. Yes. So I had that. And then we had a an espresso martini bar set up. Um serve yourself. I started I started to try and make the drinks for people, but I think I was so hyped up and excited after I spilled the second drink all over the floor (laughs) and myself, I decided, okay, this is now officially going to be serve yourself (laughs) because I need to go away. So we had that because I think it's important to have a signature drink at every party. Um, We also did a cookie decorating contest because I knew that there were going to be some teenagers. My kids' friends were going to be there. And I thought that that would be something that they would enjoy. For me, that was the highlight of the whole night because I picked two guest judges and they were the husbands of two of my friends and they were absolutely hilarious. So we gave them a time limit, just like we do on the show. And then we picked a winner and they got a prize. And that was hilarious. It was. It made for a fun getting ready to be excited to watch the show. It was very fun. (laughs) And then the last thing that I did is there were um, four very young children that were there because they um, came with their parents. And I knew that they were going to come. And I loved having them. They're wonderful kids. And the Food Network, the cookie that I made in the final round was a three-dimensional 3D balloon made out of cookies. It looked like a snowman. And so my husband actually made a quote unquote hot air balloon, a basket with a, you know, it looked like a hot air balloon. And then we got little stuffed snowmen and put them as riders in the balloon. And that was the gift for the kids before they left. And then I got an ornament that I thought was so cute of, it was a a, um, Santa face and there were different ones. And we, we put them on a bourbon barrel stave tree because of course I, I live in Kentucky. So we have to always do something bourbon related. And then when everyone left, they got to take a gift with them to hang on their tree to hopefully remember the fun night that we all had. Yes, I think an ornament is such a fun favor for any Christmas party. But I know that every time I see that Santa, I'm going to think about your party. (laughs) Well, thanks. I think it was a great party. I mean, I had a ball. I hope everybody else did. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Everyone, you know, it really was. I was thinking about it this morning and it was it was so fun and watching everyone else have so much fun there. Yes. So many people came to support you and you know you getting on the Food Network cookie challenge is like inspiring all by itself. Um you know oh, that thanks. is a a big deal. 
people getting to watch you get out of your comfort zone and actually, you know, go for like a big goal like that and to compete for $10,000. That is, that's inspiring all by itself. But you could have easily watched that show at home with your family and it would have been just fine. That Yeah. Not as fun. <laughs> oh, definitely not as fun. Um, but since you invited your friends and neighbors to celebrate with you and experience it with you and, you know, all those little special touches that you talked about that actually kind of made them feel like they were part of the challenge. Yes. Um, you know, it, it made them feel like they had a tiny role in you getting on the Food Network. And just like you Good. mentioned before, you know, that you wanted to thank them for that. And so right. I just thought that tied in so well. And I have no doubt that you celebrating this big moment with the watch party with everyone truly made an impact on some of the people there to be bold and go for their big crazy dreams too. So I hope so. I think this party will be when, you know, we think about it, we want it to be fun and, and that's a reason enough is just to have fun. Um, but I right. really feel like not only did they, you know, create memories and bond with you over this experience, but it'll probably have a ripple effect in, in their life as well. I hope so. I mean, there were a lot of, not a lot, but you know, your daughter was there and my son and they're the same age, they're 17. And there were a couple of other 17-year-olds. And and I think I want them to, to see that, especially my son, my two sons, and think, gosh, if my mom, if my little old mom can do that, what can <clears throat> I do in my life? You know, so yes. I hope that it did. There were lots of kids there, actually. Ours probably were the youngest, but there were some other neighbors who have kids that are in their 20s. And and I think I am hopefully a good, good example of the fact that anybody can do anything. I mean, Christy, if I can get on the Food Network, then anybody, you just have to have a dream and you have to go for it. And and I went for it. You did. And look what happened. That is the best example, the best example for our kids. and. We're not even having to preach it to them. They actually saw it for themselves. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the practical parts um, so we can okay. help people kind of plan for their own party. Um, what did you do to help minimize the stress for this party? Which I know you must have had a lot, just a stress just from the excitement of knowing, oh, this moment is coming where I'm going to be on national television. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what did you do that made it easier to enjoy I hired, the moment? I hired, I hired someone to clean my house. That was the big, the big thing that I did. And I, at first I thought, I don't need to hire, I can clean my house. I'm at home. And then I realized, you know what? I want to spend my time doing other things. So that was the best money that I ever spent. And it really wasn't that much money. And my house was so clean. So that's the first thing that I did. The second thing is I said no to myself, meaning I love food. I wanted to have lots of food. And then I thought, I I'm not going to do that because I wanted, I didn't want the stress. I wanted people to enjoy themselves, 
and to have something, a little something to eat. But I'm an entertainer. And so I knew that if I had a lot of different food, I would be walking around making sure that everybody had what they needed. And I didn't want to do that because I wanted to enjoy the moment. I wanted to watch the show. So every time I would think, oh, maybe I need to make this appetizer, I thought, you don't need that, Lauren. This was from seven to nine. So everyone had already eaten dinner. In fact, I wasn't even going to do the the charcuterie. I I wasn't going to do any of that. But then my husband, who, (laughs) you know, sometimes you need someone to help you and say, you know, maybe you need to think about this. He said, okay, the show comes on at eight. What are we going to do for an hour? I said, we're just going to, you know, we're going to visit and we're going to have fun. And he said, well, when you have a little something to eat, it's good for people because they have something in their hand and they feel comfortable. I mean, my husband said this, but I've I've done a lot of parties through the years, so I've taught him well. But I thought that is that is very true. And it ended up being a wonderful addition, just having that little something for people to pick up. I did a lot of it ahead of time. I knew that I wanted to do the cookies. So I made them a week in advance and I put them in the freezer. So then all I had to do was pull them out. I asked people for help. I asked you for help. You know, I asked my kids to help do things. One of my friends came over early and kind of helped me set stuff out. My husband was extremely helpful. I think for me, I'm a very go, you know, I I am driven. I'm a go-getter. I never sit still. So I tend to think that I can do it all on my own. But I took a step back and realized this is an unusual type of party where I don't really want to be the hostess. I want to be more like a person participant. Right. And the only way I can do that is to ask people to help me. And everyone that I asked was absolutely thrilled to be involved. That is such good advice. All right. So when you hear the word hospitality, what do you think? What do you really think of? And what does that actually mean to you? For me, hospitality is creating an environment where people feel welcome. It's inviting people into your home. When I think of someone who is a good hostess, it's usually because they invite people into their home. Making people feel loved and wanted and like you're really happy to have them around. And what would you give one piece of advice if you were going to talk to a new hostess? just getting started, what would you tell her? Just open your home and do it. It's so funny, Christy, because when I think of all the parties I've had through the years, besides the Christmas cookie challenge party, which was the best, do you know the best party I ever had? What? Was years ago. I was young. Stacey and I had not been married very long. I mean, maybe two or three years. And we were redoing all the floors in our downstairs, which is half of our downstairs. And we had scheduled a Christmas party because we used to have Christmas parties all the time. And the floors were not finished. So my house was a mess. And I'm not just saying it was a mess. It was a mess. 
we had furniture from the room that the floors were being redone. In the other room, there was, I mean, there was stuff everywhere. But we decided, hey, we're going to have this party. Nobody cared. It was one of the most fun parties we've ever had because we were all forced to be in the same room. <laughs> we, we, we played games. We watched a Christmas movie. We had a ball. Nobody cared that our house was completely a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster because that was unexpected and we didn't want to cancel the party. Nobody cared. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you haven't swept your floors. They really don't. You think they do. They don't. They care about being together. They care about being with you and their friends. So just do it. Go to the grocery store, buy stuff to put on a charcuterie board, have a signature drink, put on some music, invite your friends over, call it a day. Don't overthink and overstress. I love it. I love it. You reminded me of something I read decades ago. And I, I try to remember this before parties. I think it's such a good advice is that people are always like getting their carpets clean before the party. And like, of course we want it to be clean and look nice, of course, but they said, don't do that. You need your carpets cleaned after the party, not before. Right. That's (laughs) right. No one's looking at your carpet, Um, but then they're probably tracking in mud and who knows what during the party. Save your money and get it done afterwards. (laughs) Right. You know, another thing too, that I would love to tell people. So I, I live in this neighborhood and we're very close and we have, you know, quote unquote parties all the time. We've done it ever since our kids were young. We've gotten together. We've had, you know, we've had themed parties where everybody brings a certain type of dish. We've had progressive dinner parties where we go to people's homes. We have had every kind of party that you can ever imagine. And we always include our kids. We always have. So my kids have grown up knowing how to talk to adults, which has been wonderful. Now, when they were real little, we probably didn't include them. But then when they were old enough to participate, it was such a good learning experience for them. And now they can talk to adults. They don't like to, you know, because especially the 17-year-old, he's on his phone all the time, but that's their generation. But they know how to. They know how to act at a party. They know how to communicate. They know that social etiquette because we included them. And that I think is is a great thing. Even if you have adult only parties, because we did that too, but have some where you include the kids and you teach them those social etiquette things that are, are not as prevalent now, I think, as they were when we were young. I love that. I love that. It is It is true. I do feel like we definitely are losing some social skills <laughs> with yes <laughs> as time progresses. Um, but yes. also, you know, we can't expect them to learn in these things if we don't allow them to experience it. Right, you know, I right, think about right. the same thing with like a nice restaurant. You know, I'm not going to take my, you know, two-year-old to fine dining maybe. But, you know, once they're old enough to sit still, it's good to ha- let them experience that just to learn the right. appropriate way to, to behave. And it's, that's, that's so right. true with, with a party as well. I love, love right. that. Well, I've got a little Christmas speed round for you. 
You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. What's your favorite Christmas candy? Fudge. Mm, Your least favorite Christmas food? My least, gosh, Christy, I like, I like food. My least, oh, fruitcake. (laughs) (laughs) That's mine too. Fruitcake is not good. No, it's not. Um, Your all-time favorite cookbook? My all-time favorite cookbook is the one from the Junior League of Lexington. That is a good one. That's a very good one. Um, It has a picture of a bunny on the front of it. That is actually, I think that is top three. It might be my very favorite one, Um, but it is definitely so good. Now people are going to be like, how do I get this cookbook? I know it's so good. The other cookbook that I love is I have the cookbook from the church that I grew up in. It is old and every recipe in it is delicious. I have so many cookbooks from these random churches. I have, I have one from that little church I was talking about um, when I was little too, but um, I have all these random, you know, churches I've never heard of because they're so good. They are. These people are putting their name on this recipe. (laughs) It's going to be their right. very best and one. <laughs> and it's something that they've probably cooked for their family, you know, for 50 years. Yes. <laughs> they have it down. Man, I love those. Um, your teenage celebrity crush. Donnie Osmond. You know what? Someone else said Donnie Osmond. Um, I can't. I think it was Sherry Lynn from the. I love Donnie Osmond. That's on. Do you remember the song Deep Purple? Deep purple falls. <laughs> I didn't, but now I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I listen, I listened to that song over and over. I had a poster of him in my room. Oh, I just loved him. That's so funny. I told um, I think it was Jerry Lynn that said that, but he actually sang at our high school prom. He happened to be in the hotel where the prom uh-huh. was. And my friend, I remember this story. Yeah. Went and asked him. Yep. She's she's bold. She's always been bold. But um, yeah, and he did though. I thought that was so sweet. It was very nice of him. That to do was that. sweet. I would have, I would have fainted. I would have in my teen, my teenage me would have not known how to handle that. <laughs> okay, your favorite Christmas movie. My favorite Christmas, it's a wonderful life. Good one. And what are you secretly wishing for for Christmas? Nothing. Honestly, and normally I could say, you know, I could totally come up with something, but the Christmas cookie challenge was the best Christmas I could have asked for. I feel like I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you, let me tell you another neat tradition though, real quickly that my husband and I do every year, um, talking about Christmas traditions and gifts. We have an ornament on the tree and you can open it up. And every year we take turns putting a gift for each other in that. And so I think this is my year. So it'll be fun to see what's in that ornament. Oh, that is a fun tradition. That is special. Somebody got it. Someone got it for us as a wedding gift. Oh, that's a good one. It was really neat. And sometimes it's socks. I mean, sometimes it's candy. Sometimes it's something that there's a note in there and then you have to find the gift. But we we have always really enjoyed doing that. I love that. That's I'm going to add that to my list for unique wedding presents. For yes. Sure. Well, Lauren, this has been so much fun hanging out with you today. And I know that the listeners are going to enjoy it. 
please tell us where they can find you, your website, social media. You can find me on Instagram. I'm the cheerful baker. It has the T-H-E in front of cheerful baker. You can find me on Facebook, cheerful baker. I have a um, cookie cutter shop, which is cheerfulcutters.com. And then a website, which is cheerfulbaker.com. So tell us you can about find me all kinds. I'm everywhere, Christy. I'm easy to find. You are, especially on Instagram. Now, I can't believe <laughs> I forgot to uh, ask you. I just thought it would come up naturally somewhere. But tell us about your subscription box that you have. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Okay. So one of my joys in life is teaching people to do what I do. I love to do that. And so I came up with a subscription box that is a cookie decorating class in a box that goes right to your home. And it has all the cookie cutters, the clip art, plus a class and all the clip art and the cookie cutters are all coordinated. And so you can get the kit. I give you the recipes that you need. And then you can watch online and as I teach you step-by-step how to decorate every cookie in the kit. And we just changed. I have now a regular size kit, um, which is not, it's not the class. It's just the cookie cutters because some, some people do not need the tutorial, but they want a coordinated set of cookie cutters. We have the deluxe kit, which has the class. And then we have a mini kit, which Cookie decorators love mini cookie cutters. So um, you can find all that information on cheerfulcutters.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you again, Lauren. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. You too, Christy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.